Welcome to The Money Spot, the place where we answer your money questions. I'm your host, Heather Katsonga Woodward, and in this week's episode, we have a question on how to invest a bonus from Nick. Hi, Heather. Just discovered your podcast and blog. Really inspiring. Could I ask a question? I have about £10,000 to invest and I'm considering three options. I'd really appreciate your help in deciding what to do. Firstly, add to my passive investment portfolio, which is spread across equities and bonds. It's down about 8% since February. I'm not planning to access this for 7-10 to 10 years. I could put it in now as a lump sum or drip feed 2500 every week for the next month. I see the advantage as cheaper units and likely long-term growth. The disadvantage, obviously, is that the market could drop significantly again. I know it's dangerous to try and time the market. My second thought is to invest in my SIP, which has similar funds, but will lock my money in for the next 12 years. As a higher-rate taxpayer, I know there are significant benefits. The last thing I'm thinking about is possibly buying added civil service-defined benefit alpha pension, because I'm a civil servant. A £10,000 lump sum would buy about £1,000 self-added pension or 900 self and dependent pension. The defined benefit looks attractive, but again the money would be likely locked in until I turn 67. Any advice would be hugely appreciated. Many thanks. Nick M. Hi Nick. I think this is an absolutely awesome question. And I'm really glad you've given me a lot of detail to play with. You obviously think about the way you're going to invest your money very carefully and diligently before you make a move. I'll tell you how I would go about thinking about this. Firstly, did you know that I too am a civil servant with access to the Alpha Pension Scheme? Send me a message and let me know if you knew this. I don't think you did because I have never mentioned it in any blog or podcast before but it's on my LinkedIn. Given what you've said about when you could access your SIP, I'm guessing you're about 43 years old. That is, you have 12 years to reach the age of 55 when you can access the SIP. And if your retirement age is 67, then you have 24 years until you can access your alpha pension savings. There are four key things that you might want to consider in this whole scenario. One is the portfolio effect, and I will explain what this is in just a moment. Two is the return. Three is when you might want to access the money or some of the money. That is the horizon that you've got and how much flexibility you want. And four is inheritance issues. Anyone reading this that has a defined benefit slash workplace pension, for example, NHS workers, can apply the principles that I outline here to evaluate their own options for investing a lump sum of money. And I'm going to warn you right now, before we deep dive into it, there are a lot of numbers in this podcast. But just let them wash over you and take on the basic principles of what I'm trying to relay so that you have a framework of how to think about investing any sort of lump sum. So first is the portfolio effect. And by portfolio effect, I mean you should consider how the lump sum is invested in the context of other sources of income you expect to have in retirement. 
So firstly, just note that I opted out of the Alpha Pension Scheme because my husband works for the NHS and he has access to their defined benefit scheme. And because we manage our household finances as a single unit, I felt we could take more risk. His NHS pension gives us some kind of a safety cushion. And I went for the Civil Service Partnership Pension, which works exactly like a SIP in that what I get at retirement depends on the return. An added benefit is that I can access the money at the age of 55 rather than 67 if I want to, although I doubt I would do that as I'd rather use up my ISA savings first. However, it gives my husband and I flexibility to have a pot of money that we can access from the age of 55 if we needed to. So our portfolio is thought of in terms of husband's pension, my pension, husband's ISA, my ISA. This lump sum that you've got to invest needs to be thought of which bucket do I want to bulk up right now. So that's the portfolio effect. The second thing you need to think about is the returns. Average stock market returns have historically been about 10%. This could be the same in the future or it could be different. There are no guarantees. I'm not sure what your passive investment portfolio is specifically invested in, but I will assume it's a passive global fund and you haven't said it is in an ISA, I'll just assume it's in a taxable investment account, a taxable brokerage. The last time I looked for a reasonable return to use to model my future returns, I found an article that suggested that 9% gross and 6% after inflation was reasonable. I prefer to use 7% gross and 4% after inflation to be a little bit more conservative. So if we go with the conservative return numbers and choose 7% return in a taxable brokerage account, that is, ignore the SIP option to begin with. When you're 55, 10K could be worth about 22,500. If you want to see how I'm calculating this, please just go to the related resource. Or it could be about 16,000 after inflation. When you're 67, 10K could be worth about 51K or about 26,000 after inflation. If you drew the money down according to the 4% rule, which says that you could draw no more than 4% of any invested portfolio so that it doesn't run out, then if you start to draw on this money from the age of 67, and I'm choosing the same age as when you would have access to your alpha defined benefit pension money, you would draw £2,000 in the first year of retirement. The following year, when you're 68, you would draw 2000 boosted by about 4%. So there'd be an, about an extra 50 quid there. You draw slightly more because although the money has been drawn, it's still invested and continues to grow at the average rate of inflation of 7%. These are gross numbers. What about after inflation? If you wanted to look at what you'd be drawing after inflation, then in the equivalent of today's money, you'd be drawing about £1,000 every month and you'd draw slightly more in real terms the following year. You need to compare what this looks like against your alpha scheme. There's a, an alpha modeler and you can look at what the suggested payments to you are going to be in retirement. I know alpha is inflation protected, the alpha pension scheme, but I'm not clear whether the 1K increase in alpha payments that you mentioned is from today or whether it's 1K from the age of 67 and growing from inflation at that point. If it is 1K and growing in th with inflation from today, then at the age of 67, 
you'd have £2,000 in real terms. Whereas with the stock market investment, you'd only be getting £1,000 in real terms. So adjusted from inflation. From this perspective, Alpha is a no-brainer as it's a guaranteed 2K per year until death rather than a probabilistic gross drawdown of 2K per annum. I see the stock market as broadly providing some inflation protection given all companies increase the prices of their products over time, at least by inflation. In the long run, it, it would work out kind of like that. If it's the case that the increase in the alpha pension is 1,000 at the age of 67, then growing by inflation from that point, then the additional 1,000 in real terms after 24 years is actually only 490 calculations in my related resource. In this case, the stock market investment looks much more attractive. If you go for alpha with uh, self and dependents, then multiply the alpha benefit by 90% to evaluate the impact. If we go for the 7% in a SIP account, so now you are getting some tax advantage, then you can get an immediate uplift because there is an immediate tax saving. As a higher tax rate payer, which you told me in your in your message, note that the SIP provider would only claim tax at the basic rate of tax, and you would need to claim additional tax relief via your self-assessment tax return, or if you don't do a tax return, you'd need to call HMRC to see if you could just do it by changing your tax code. With the full tax relief, 10,000 translates to about 17,000 pounds in your SIP. Quite a bit of money. Then when you're 55, that 17K would be worth about 38K or about 27K after inflation. When you're 67, 17K would be worth 85,000 or about 43,000 after inflation. So this boost you get from tax relief is make, makes quite a big significant difference. If you drew the money down according to the 4% rule, then if you start drawing on this money from the age of 67, you would draw 3,000 pounds or 3,400 gross or about 1,700 in inflation adjusted terms in today money. And this would be steadily growing over time. From a returns perspective, putting the money into a SIP begins to look very attractive indeed. And this brings us to the next consideration, which is your horizon or the flexibility that you want. And I'll actually put in a note here. I wrote this post quite a while back because Nick asked me this question a while ago. And he actually ended up not putting the money into Alpha because he reached what is known as the lifetime limit. Here in the UK, you can't put in more than a million, and it grows by inflation every year, roughly a million throughout your life into a pension. And Nick had actually, although he's a civil servant, successfully reached his lifetime limit. So he couldn't actually put his money into his pension, be it a SIP or even a divine benefit pension plan, he had to put it into a non-pension investment account because that is the only place where he wouldn't have had a tax charge by virtue of making the investment. So for anyone listening to this, and if you've been investing diligently into a pension, be it a personal pension or workplace pension, look at whether or not you've reached your lifetime limit because this may actually tell you what you need to do because by reaching your lifetime limit it means you can no longer put money into your pension plans and get the tax advantage so let's go to three which is flexibility or the investment horizon 
With a SIP, you have access to the money from the age of 55. Unless you're 100% sure you don't want to retire before the age of 67, or even if you know you don't want to part retire before the age of 67, then you don't need earlier access to the money. With the money in a taxable brokerage account, you can draw the full gross amount invested in one go if you like. There would be tax to be paid, but you'd still have the full amount if you wanted it. You can reduce the tax amount due from a full drawdown. If you put half of the money you need to invest, and Nick, in your case, this is 5000 put 5k into your own investment account and half into your spouse's investment account. You can avoid tax completely by putting the full 10k into an ISA. The annual limit is 20k, so you'd be well within that. And with an ISA, you put in taxable money, but when you want to take it out, it's all tax-free. Capital gains are tax-free, dividends are tax-free. So it's a it's a great investment vehicle. And finally, consideration four, inheritance. If you have all your assets in a defined benefit pension plan, then your dependents don't have access to those assets except to the extent that's been defined by the pension plan. For Alpha, if you die before your spouse, then I believe your spouse gets something like 37.5% of what you used to get, and children only get a benefit if they're under 18 or under 23 and in full-time education. And if you are 67, for most people who have their kids in their 20s and 30s, it's likely that their children would not have any access to their defined benefit pension plan. With a SIP, on the other hand, your family gets everything invested. And under current tax law, money sitting in a pension is protected from inheritance tax if you die before the age of 75. This could change given the tax rules are constantly changing. So to bring this all together, and as a basic example, if you die at the age of 67 in 24 years, Nick, just before you could claim any pension, for example, if your 10K had been invested in an ISA or a taxable brokerage, then your spouse would have about £51,000 gross. If your money had been invested in a SIP, it would mean your spouse would have 85000 gross because you got that tax benefit up front and that has allowed your money to grow at a much faster rate. And three, if you'd invested the money in the alpha scheme, you would leave your spouse with 760 per year if the alpha contribution starts inflating from now or 375 pounds per year if the 1000 increase you told me about in your alpha is as at the age of 67. And this is an amount per year. So if your wife ended up living 30 years, then you multiply the 375 by 30. It's still only like 12K. I apologize that this response is so full of numbers, but this is essentially all the things you need to think about. And the numbers are pretty important when you're thinking about pension and your retirement options, because it's the numbers that are going to drive what you ultimately do. In summary, if having access to a few pots of money before the age of 67 is important to you, or if passing on some cash to dependents matters, then alpha is not so attractive. If you are risk averse and you want to ensure you have a comfortable, guaranteed, inflation-linked pension pot, then plow the 10K into the alpha pension plan as this would suit your risk tolerance much better. I hope this helped. 
somewhat and I hope people who have lump sums to invest will think about the three sort of big picture places they can put that money, ISA or taxable brokerage, SIP, and you have, if you have access to it, a defined benefit pension plan. Enjoy. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to ask me a personal finance question, please type themoneyspot.co.uk into your address bar and you'll be redirected to the exact page on my website where you can ask a question. There are three things I would love you to do. Why don't you have a look at my ebooks or courses? My property course is the top rated UK course on Udemy for people who want to begin to invest in property. My notes to debt freedom give you an A to Z guide on how you can go from debt to zero debt. And finally, my workbook B-School for money-wise, wealth-bound kids will be a fun book that you and your kid can go through together to start teaching them all the common sense things they need to know about money so that they never ever struggle with debt. The second thing I'd love you to do is to please rate me five star on Apple Podcasts And if I don't yet deserve your five star, please send me a message and let me know how I can earn your five star rating. And finally, if you're just loving what you're hearing and the value I'm putting out there, look into the show notes and buy your girl a coffee. Thank you. Have a great day. They said it wouldn't happen to me.